Hey, hey, my friends. We are going to talk today about personalities. Oh, girl. I love, I can't do that. Okay. I just can't. I can't. Oh, girl. I, I can't. I try. I try because I love it, but I just can't, right? Know where your strengths are and where they're not. <laughs> I will continue saying it though because I love it. It's just, I'm like, it's so sassy, but I, I just, I can't. I can't roll my R's. Like, so I didn't take Spanish. That's why I took French for seven years, guys, okay? Um, okay, so we are going to get into personality. So I know so many people, uh, they know Myers-Briggs, they know the color personalities, they know the Enneagrams, they know all those things, right? And you could probably rattle them off. You could be like, I'm a three wing eight. I'm an INFTP. I'm a, okay. That's awesome. And I love those. I love those. Okay. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe I am an ENFP. I believe so. The campaigner. Okay. Um, which is super true. Okay. Um, I also believe I am a blue personality and my Enneagram, I believe is a three wing eight. That's why I said that. <laughs> Um, however, I'm going to talk to you about a lesser known personality test that I have lived by, like literally all my life. Okay. I even learned it as a kid. And it's funny because this is how my father and I actually communicate like in terms of people. Okay. Like this is how we describe people in terms of these personalities. Like when we are talking to people and I'm telling you, it, it literally, changed my life. And it sounds so dramatic, but I'm telling you, once you understand these four personality traits, it not only helps you understand yourself, and, and I feel like that's what a lot of personality tests seek to do, is to awaken you to who you are, who you know, who you truly are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. But here's the thing, what I love about this personality test is, at least for me, it helped me understand others better and in turn made me a better friend, daughter, spouse, mother, like employee when I was, because I'm not anymore, because that ain't my life. Um, it made me better. And that's why I love this personality, uh, this personality test, because it helps with interpersonal relationships. And you know, here on the Decoded Project, that is one of the big things we work on is communication, relationships, and interpersonal skills, and all that goodness, right? So, we are gonna get right into it. So first of all, I have to give credit where credit is due. Obviously, this is not my personality test. This comes from the great Gary Smalley. Okay, and you're probably thinking, who is this? Okay. He is a PhD, Christian psychologist. And they say this because I was raised in church and, um, you know, doc, you know, Dr. James Dobson, like all these people were really, really big. And at the time, Gary Smalley was, you know, He's like, I'm sorry, I don't think Gary's listening to this, but like, if you're listening to this and I say that you're really, really old, I'm sorry, I'm just stating facts. But he's he's pretty, he's he's much older now. And so, um, unfortunately, a lot of his stuff has kind of fallen by the wayside because it's not as prominent. Um, but it's such a shame because it, it literally, like I said, it's literally life-changing. But uh, go get you this personality test at the Gary Smalley Animal Personality Test. Okay, Google it. It's going to change your life. There is one you can take online digitally. Um, I, in any 
therapy or counseling or psychological practice that I have ever done, I use this personality test. And obviously it's not clinical, um, but I use it to help people inform themselves of, of their personality as well as understanding other people's personalities and how to have better relationships in their life, okay? I live and die by this. So it is an animal personality test, okay? And we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna talk about what they are and why I love this personality test so much and what it, it it's going to teach you and how it's literally going to transform your life. Like you're welcome. I'm going to, I'm going to, your life from this point forward is going to be 180 degrees different. So I expect thank you cards in the mail, Christmas cards with your babies and your dogs on them because I'm going to transform your life. Okay. Well, not me, but Gary Smalley, but I'm going to tell you. So let's get into it. In this personality test, he lists out four different animals. Okay, we're gonna talk about what those are. It is the golden retriever, an otter, which I love, they're my favorite animal. <laughs> love otters, lion, and beaver. And we're gonna talk about the different personalities and the traits that they have. And I'm even gonna give you a little story or word picture to really help you understand how these personalities operate and even how they work interpersonally, okay? So, the golden retriever is deeply rooted in emotions. They are nurturers by nature, but that also means that they are very fickle. This means that they can be pretty volatile emotionally because they're always teetering on the edge of having enough emotional support and not. They are people who, ooh, I don't know if you can hear that thunder, but she, she rolling. Um, they are people who are deep nurturers. They care about, you know, they are very, very people centered. Okay. They also need a lot of validation. Okay. And so <laughs> I have a lot of golden retrievers in my life. And as I say this, like I'm, I'm, I'm picturing who they are, but a lot of people too. And as we get into the personality types, a lot of people, who um, are golden retrievers are perceived as lions, and we'll get into that, because they can have very explosive personalities. And because lions are seen as very strong and very abrasive, most people that are goldens get mislabeled as lions. But I really wanna talk about that for a second is golden retrievers, again, because they're deeply emotional people, can have major outbursts for what feels like no reason to other people, right? Again, we'll get into that. Why do other personalities feel like it's for quote unquote no reason, okay? So these are people who can like have an outburst, who can cut people off in their life, who can storm off from arguments, who can start crying at the drop of a hat, who are just gonna be explosive, who are gonna say things they don't mean, right? That is not a lion personality. That is a golden retriever personality. And I'm, I'm gonna shorthand it and just call them goldens. Okay, but again, it's because they care so deeply that they leave themselves so vulnerable and open to being hurt that they are hurt very easily. And then when they are hurt very easily because they are deeply rooted in emotion, they have explosive reactions. Okay, but they are extreme nurturers. These are the people in your life that want to take care of people. They think of people. They need validation from people. They appear very codependent right? They appear very much like I need people in my life to be able to operate and to feel joy and happiness and to feel fulfilled, right? They need other people. 
So now we're going to get into otters. What do otters do? Otters, I mean, if you think about an otter for a second, <laughs> like, what do they remind you of, right? They're super playful. They are never serious, okay? They don't have plans. They fly by the seat of their pants. They live life on, you know, on the edge. They just, they, they do what brings them joy. They want to bring joy to other people. They have a hard time taking things seriously. They are very humorous. Um, they, they're not planners or organizers again, because they just, they see life as something to be lived and enjoyed. And they look at planning as a hindrance to that. Um, and they put people first, but not in the way that validates them. Right. So they put other people's feelings first in, but they don't put lots of weight onto it. They're like they put other people first. But if that person isn't satisfied, if that person isn't completely in love with the idea, if that person isn't completely fulfilled by it, it doesn't hurt that they don't take it personally. They're like, oh, OK, whatever. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go do this. Right. Um, so they're very playful. They live to entertain other people. OK, because they want to bring joy to other people's lives. But unlike the golden, if that person isn't entertained or given joy by it, it doesn't bother the otter. The otter is very unbothered by lots of things because they don't put their happiness in the hands of other people. They create their own happiness and they're just kind of like blissfully happy people. Okay. Um, now that's not to say, obviously they don't get hurt. They don't have emotion, other emotions, but it just means that that is their dominant personality type. These are people who like let things go, who are all about like fun, fun, fun. When people are arguing, they run from, con they don't run from conflict, but they don't like it. And so the first thing they have to do is like, let's make the peace guys. Okay. Let's agree that you didn't want to do this and you did want to do this. Let's just get back to having some fun. Okay. Like they don't like conflict, but they don't run from it and they're not cowards. They are just like, guys, this is such a little deal. Like, let's just get back to having some fun. Okay. So that's an otter. A lion personality is just that, right? take charge, very dominant, very confident. They also have a tendency to bulldoze people because again, they ha they're very stubborn. Um, you're probably thinking like, oh man, like I, you know people who have this personality, okay? These are also people who are very much in leadership roles because this is just where they thrive. These are people who are take charge. They are very goal oriented. They are like do, 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 do. They are process oriented, not people oriented, right? They, they, I don't say they don't care about people, but people are not the primary. Goals are primary. Objectives are primary. People are secondary. Okay. That's why it's like they have a tendency to bulldoze without realizing it. They'll like bulldoze over other people and their emotions because they're like the goal, the target, you know, I must achieve it. Right. So these are people who have very bold, dominant personalities and they're kind of like, I don't care if this offends you. I'm going to say it anyway because it needs to be said. Okay. Um, again, because it's more, um, goal oriented. What's the goal? The goal is to like, oh, I'm, I'm to find truth. I have to tell you that you're wrong. I have to whatever, because that's just, that's just not how it is. And they don't care that, that you have feelings. They don't care that you have a, you know, that you have a perspective. Um, they do care, but again, that's secondary. They're like, I understand this might hurt your feelings, but right. I don't want to offend you, but okay. Because they're like, the objective is I need to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> And the, the feelings that you have about it is secondary, okay? So, a beaver. A beaver is very process-oriented, okay? They're not necessarily 
goal oriented. They are. They're not as goal oriented as the lion. They are more process oriented. These are people who are very logical. Okay. They are very systematic. They plan things out. Okay. They are very much instruction followers. They are not take charge leaders. These are people who are like given instructions and do so well with it. Like they break things down. They understand the process. They understand the system. They need structure. Okay. Um, these are people who are planners, you know, like down to the very last detail. I mean, and here's the thing. Here's where most people get stuck with this personality test is they rate themselves based on who they want to be, who they feel like their ideal self is, or who they have become because of the life they live. Now, these are your default personality traits, okay? Default personality traits, meaning not who are you at work, not who are you as a mom or a dad, who are you, what, right? Because a lot of times we become what we need to out of necessity, but it's not who we are by nature. Write that down. We become who we need to be out of necessity, but it's not necessarily who we are by nature. That is what this personality test is. Probably why they're animals, because of nature, right? It's like your default personality, the nature of who you are, and deep down who you are, you know, deeply rooted in your personality and your characteristics, okay? This is, this is like your default personality, not the skills you've learned to overcome them in order to operate efficiently in whatever role you are, but who you are innately. Okay. It's almost like whatever you, if you, if you are naturally like a lion, but you've had to learn how to be a beaver, you probably have to learn to bite your tongue a lot. Okay. So don't rate yourself like a beaver if you're biting your tongue, because that's not your nature. If you're biting your tongue, like you, that's your, that's your instinct. Okay. Animals operate on instinct. So that's kind of how you have to take the test. All right. A lot of people hear me describe some of these personalities and they're like, oh, that sounds, that sounds like not so great. I, I don't want to be that. <laughs> well, it's not about what you want to be. It's about what you are. And now, now that I've described them, we're going to get into what I love most. Okay. What I love most about this specific personality test is here's the thing. Each personality has so many characteristics about them. And the cool thing is, if you, if you, okay, if you go and you print it out, right, you're going to go to Google, you're going to, you're going to find the Gary Smalley personality test, and it's going to come with a list, right, for each personality test. It's going to come with two lists, side by side, right, two columns. On the left is one, one set of words, and on the right is another set of words. And a lot of the time, people will look at the left side, and they're like, oh, hmm, I want to... I, I, I kind of want to be those, right? They're like, those sound really nice. Um, and I'm actually going to pull it up on my phone right now because I want to show you guys. I want to make sure that I'm thinking of it correctly. But I also know that I looked up some other ones that were not the one I had printed. Um, but anyway, so the, the gist of it is that your best quality is your worst quality in excess. 
Okay. Your best quality is your worst quality in excess. Ooh. Okay. So I have one right here. Let's, let's go to lion, right? So on the left side, those words are takes charge, determined, confident, enterprising, strong-willed, adventurous, decision-maker, right? You hear those things and you're like, ooh, those sound nice. I want to be those, <laughs> right? But here, here on the other side of the coin, again, this helps you understand yourself, but people, okay, here's the key. It helps you understand other people. Let's take um, determined, okay? That's a great characteristic, but what happens when people are too determined? They're overbearing, right? What happens when people are really confident? They're perceived as cocky. What happens when they're competitive? They're perceived as cold-blooded. What happens when they're a problem solver? People look at them like they're too busy. They're too busy. They can't be bothered with me, right? They're productive. People say they overlook feelings because they're so goal-oriented. Decision maker. They're unthoughtful of others' wishes. They're adventurous, meaning they're impulsive. They're strong-willed and determined. They're perceived as stubborn. They're controlling their environment. They're perceived as bossy. They're persistent, so they're perceived as inflexible, right? How many of you have ever been called some of those things? If you if you kind of lean into the uh, the lion, I almost said iron, <laughs> the lion personality, right? And you're like, ooh, these are all of my positive characteristics. Or even, I mean, some people probably think too, oh, I wish I was as confident as you. Oh, I wish this. Or you're such a decision maker. Or you're always take charge in the leader role, right? But on the flip side, how many of you have been called those things? Cocky, you know, stubborn. You're too busy for people. You overlook feelings. You're bulldozed. You're imbalanced. You're a workaholic. You're bossy. You're inflexible, right? That is because it is when you do your best quality too much, okay? It is your best quality in excess. So whenever people are highlighting those bad qualities and you look at them like a negative thing, no. Again, it's not failure, it's feedback. Look at everything like feedback. First of all, you should be open to criticism. If you are afraid of it, no, my friend, you need to shift that immediately. Criticism is simply feedback and you need feedback to grow, okay? That's exactly what it is, feedback, okay? It feeds your future because it helps you shift and change, okay? It feeds change. That is what feedback does. So whenever people are giving you this feedback, whether it feels constructive or it feels like they're attacking you, first of all, that's a you problem. No one's, if they are attacking you, whatever, only you are in charge of your reaction and how you take that in. Take it in as feedback and go, okay, cool. How can I take this in as feedback? How can I take this in and grow from it? How can I learn from it? How can I pivot? How can I become better, right? You look at that and if someone's like, God, you're so bossy. You can be like, ooh, okay, well, that probably means that I'm, I'm trying to control a little too much. I'm being a little too goal-oriented right now. Maybe I need to scale it back, right? If someone says, you know, you just, it just seems like you're way too busy for me, okay? Chances are you're probably trying to solve a lot of problems. You're trying to achieve, right, a lot of things. And maybe you need to scale it back a little bit and learn how to balance, okay? 
you're really confident. You really don't care what other people think, right? Uh, but you're perce- they're like, you know, it just seems like you're so cocky. Like you just think you're so much better than everybody else. Maybe you need to scale it back and, and, and practice a little bit more humility. It doesn't mean that being confident is a bad thing, right? So you're perceiving all of these, all of this quote unquote bad feedback as an attack. All it is, is it's saying you need to look at it and go, ooh, I'm doing it a little too much. That's the problem. I'm not being balanced. I'm not finding the happy medium. Okay, let's get into a couple other personalities. So Otter, here's the thing. In all my years of doing this, everybody wants to be an Otter because Otters are perceived as like the best personality. And there is no best personality. We need all of them. Okay, and everyone has a little bit of, of all of them. But uh, when you take this, you're going to realize you you might strongly outweigh one or the other. Um and also, here's the thing I've noticed too. Whenever people take this test and they're they're like, they're like, oh, I'm even. I, I'm like, I'm like a twenty in all of them. They're lying. Okay, those are people who who don't know who they are. Those are people who are very confused by um, who they want to be and who they actually are. They are people who don't understand the nature of their default characteristic setting. Okay. Um, while we all strive to be well-rounded, we are not because we are human, okay? Those are people who are taking the personality and they're applying all of who they are. They're like, they're rating themselves like when they're in the lion, they're like, this is who I am at work. And when they're doing the, the otter, when they're doing the otter, they're like, this is who I am with my spouse. And then they're taking the golden retriever, like, this is who I am as a mother, right? No, no, you need to take it as if you didn't work and you didn't have kids, whatever. Like, what would your default setting be? Okay. Now, obviously, I'm a mom, so I'm sure I have some nurturing qualities, but I'm going to be the first to admit openly that I am not a nurturer by nature. I have to work at it. I have to really develop that skill. It is not my default setting. Okay. And that's how people need to take the test. You will out strongly outweigh in one area or another. If you are too quote unquote well-rounded, you need to take it again because you're lying to yourself and you're taking it inaccurately. Okay. Let's look at some of the otter qualities again, because this is the one that literally everybody wants to be. And I have no idea why it just is perceived as like the best because they're like, they're so fun loving and they're so joyful and everybody wants to be their friend and they want to rate themselves so much higher than they actually are. Um, Okay, so let's look at some otter. Enthusiastic, visionary, motivator, energetic, fun loving, spontaneous, group oriented, optimistic. I mean, these all sound so great. Who wouldn't want to be an otter? right Ugh. but but whoo some of these ones when you get over into the right hand side category whew, they do not sound very pleasant <laughs> right dangerous foolish manipulator impatient attacks under pressure exaggerates shallow uh, too scattered, unfocused, lacks follow through, avoids details, unrealistic, flippant, bored with the process, pushy, obnoxious, fake. <laughs> like, oh, those don't sound so good. <laughs> right? How many of you guys have ever been called some of those names? How many of you guys have ever been described that way? Chances are you're probably an otter, right? Because 
your best quality is your worst quality in excess. And also you have to understand people who are not otters, right? So lions, golden retrievers, beavers, that is how they perceive the otter personality because they're not otters. See how this helps you understand people? When you look at people in your life and you're thinking, God, they're just so cocky. Oh my God, they're just so flippant. Oh, they just so, lack so much follow through. Oh my God, they're so needy. Oh, they're so easily hurt. Oh my God, all this person wants to do is control, control, control. They're so pushy. They're bored. They're stubborn, right? Whenever you find yourself doing that, you need to scale it back and go, okay, well, that's their worst quality in excess. Why am I defining them by their worst quality? Obviously, that worst quality has on the other side of that scale is their best quality. So how can I look at that instead? You can be like, I know that they're not cocky. They're just really, really confident, you know? And it helps you see people in a, in a positive light. Well, I know that they're, you know, I, I perceive them as being really pushy. They're just really goal-oriented. I wish I was a little bit more goal-oriented, right? Oh, you know, they're just such a manipulator, they're just so manipulative, right? I mean, there are some toxic traits that are very manipulative, but I'm talking in, in correlation to the otter personality. It's like, no, they just want to motivate people. They just want to cheer people on. And maybe they want to give people a sense of hope. What do I care if I feel like it's false hope? Who am I to say that it's false hope, right? They're just trying to give people hope. They're trying to make people feel better. They're motivating them to be better, okay? They're spontaneous. I, I wish that I was like more like that. I wish I didn't have to live by such rigid plans and systems and structures. I wish I was a little bit more spontaneous, right? But you look at them like, oh, they're not focused. They can't stay on task. They can't finish anything. Be like, no, they're just spontaneous. And that's actually a really good personality trait. I wish I was a little bit more like that, right? Can you see how this is going to help you with understanding other people in your life? Take your spouse, for example. If you're married, right, or, or you're in a relationship, look at your partner and look at all the things you absolutely cannot stand about them, right? The list might be long, right? Okay. Now I want you to list all those words and then I want you to think how that bad quality or you perceive it as a bad quality, how can it also be their best quality, how can you start looking at them in that light? If you are in management, if you are a team leader, if you are something and you can't stand certain characteristics about some people, how can you look at that as their best quality and how can you utilize that? How can you harness it? How can you use it to make the team better? Okay? I'm gonna let you ruminate on that for a minute because it's so true. It's so true. Your team is full of beavers and golden retrievers and otters, and you're super frustrated because you're not those, right? Or maybe you have favoritism in your team because you latch on to the people who have a very similar personality because you're like, we just get it. Like, we're just such high achievers, like two lions, right? They're like, I wish everybody, we have like, we have a team full of like freaking otters. They just can't get anything done. They just want to have fun, 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 fun. They can't do anything. Like, how frustrating is this? We're the only ones who do shit, right? No, you can just be like, they're fun. We need more fun. How can I harness that? How can I help? How can I use them to help the team atmosphere? How can I use them more? How can I stop perceiving them as flippant and, you know, disregarding, you know, all of these things and, you know, whatever, right? Not focused, too scattered, too, you know, too showy, whatever. How can I use that? How can I, how can I use it to help the team? Because maybe, maybe we need more of it. Okay. Now, 
This is already going on almost a half hour now, so I'm going to give you a little example. I'm going to tell a little story using the four personality tests. And this really, like a lot of people, when they hear this story, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> that is me. That is my mom. Oh my God, that is Sarah, right? You know, okay? So we're going to we're gonna um, close our eyes and I'm, it's going to be story time. So sit crisscross applesauce, okay, um, on the rug and listen, okay? All the animals are going camping, okay? Lion, golden retriever, beaver, and otter are all going on a camping trip. First, they have to get ready for this camping trip. The lion calls everybody and tells them what they're gonna bring. They tell them what they're gonna be in charge, you know, in charge of. They tell them where they're going, what time they need to be ready, and that they better not be late tomorrow when they come by to pick them up. The golden retriever is busy packing games and everybody's favorite snacks. They're packing pretty early and they're so excited about all the bonding that they're going to be able to do on this trip and they can't wait. They are thinking, I better bring some extra sweaters just in case everybody gets cold. I might even bring a little gift. Oh, I know that Otter loves these cookies, so I'm actually going to start baking them now so I can bring them because I bet that they're going to really appreciate that. Beaver is making a list and checking it twice. Okay. Beaver is making a list first of all the things he's going to bring. They're also listing out all of the possibilities of things that can happen. Okay. They're thinking, oh, we're probably going to need some pots and pans because I don't know if the cabin is equipped with those. I wonder if we have enough firewood for the bonfires that we're going to have. Do you think I should probably be, bring rafts and, and floats? Do you think that they're going to have those? Maybe we should bring matches just in case the power goes out. I should also bring some flashlights. They're making a list before they pack and then they're thinking of all the possibilities because they want to plan ahead. This gives them a sense of security. Otter will pack the night or pack the morning of. They're gonna actually go out to dinner. They're gonna watch their favorite TV show. They're thinking, oh my gosh, I need some outfits because I need to look real cute. And they go shopping. They're not worried. They are unbothered by the packing process. They are not gonna pack tonight. Morning of, right? Lion is packed up, gives everybody one last call, says we're on our way. You better be there or be square. We're not waiting around. I'm gonna honk. You're gonna come out. You're gonna get in the car and we're gonna go, okay? They pick up Beaver first because Beaver is the guide. Beaver has the map, okay? Lion, of course, is going to drive because they need to be in control. Beaver needs to be in charge of the map because they need to make sure that they get there and their sense of security and their sense of direction is a little bit better because they're not as distracted. So Lion picks up Beaver first. Beaver checks with Lion to make sure that everything is set to go, that they've called ahead, that the cab everything is squared away with the cabin, right? They get the map, they put everything in the back, and they align their suitcase in the back as to ensure that there is room for everybody else's because obviously there has to be a system, okay? They get in the front seat. They're going to go pick up the golden retriever. The golden retriever gets in. They're super excited. They're running a little bit late, but they're just so happy to be doing this. Good morning, lion. I actually made you a coffee. Here you go. Oh, beaver. I know that oatmeal is your favorite. So here I made some for you. They get in this seat, right? They're like, I even packed, you know, beaver's like, what the hell did you bring in this? And like, I, I, oh, I wanted to make sure we had plenty of blankets for everybody. I wasn't sure if, you know, otter, I wasn't sure if otter was going to bring his jacket. So I 
I needed to make sure I brought some extras. And I actually packed some cookies. I'm so excited. You know, I actually brought games too because I know that we're going to probably want to do some of those, right? Lion is rolling their eyes in the front seat. Beaver is thankful that, that you know, the Golden Retriever planned ahead, but they're kind of perturbed that they packed so much because it was really unthoughtful of them because now they're going to have to figure out how to fit everybody else's in the trunk. Now what they're going to do is they're going to go pick up Otter, right? They get to Otter's house. They're beeping. Otter's not ready. Beep, beep, beep. Lion is yelling out the window. I told you we're going to come. If you're not here, if you're not ready, we're going to leave without you. Otter comes out and is like, guys, calm down, right? They are still in their PJs. They have a half-assed packed, you know, duffel bag. Retriever, Golden Retriever's like, where's all your stuff? He's like, ah, oh, this is it. You know, I don't want to worry about it. He's pretty much brought a swimsuit, a change of clothes. And then she's like, did you bring your toothbrush? Oh, dang it. Let me go. Let me go get it. Hold on a second. Here, Beaver, put this in the trunk. I'm going to go get my toothbrush. Hold on just a second, guys. Lions rolling their eyes. Beaver is thankful that Otter didn't pack very much, but doesn't like the fact that they didn't plan. Because he's like, you knew we were gonna be doing this. Why didn't you plan ahead? Otter's like, it's no big deal, Beaver. Stop being such a tight ass. Like, let's just go, okay? Otter hops in, they get to the cabin. First thing Beaver does is he wants everyone to claim their bedrooms, okay? Where of course, Lion claims first. I booked it, I'm claiming this room, I need it on the bottom floor because I have a bad knee and I can't climb upstairs. Otter, you're gonna be upstairs, Golden Retriever, how about you go down here because I know that you know you go to the bathroom all the time, so like here, go, be down here by the bathroom, right? Golden Retriever was thankful, but also a little bit embarrassed that Otter took it upon themselves to say that and went into the room feeling like maybe, maybe the lion doesn't really care about their feelings. So they have a little bit of a crying session because they're kind of embarrassed. Otter doesn't give a shit. He is throwing his duffel bag up there. He literally doesn't even help unpack, runs, puts his bathing suit on, runs down to the river and gets in. Beaver is pretty upset because he's like, guys, we need to unpack. We need to put all the pots and pans in the cupboard. We need to make sure we have firewood by the campfire and in the fireplace. We need to also make sure that we put a flashlight in everybody's room just in case we don't have power. We need to blah, 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 blah. Okay. Lion is too busy telling everybody what to do. He's also rolling his eyes because he's like, geez, crow, like, can't anybody just follow directions? Oh my gosh. Golden Retriever is pretty hurt by that. They're crying, they're feeling left out, they're feeling cast aside. She's feeling like the lion is bulldozing over her feelings and not taking into account how he hurt her feelings when he kind of blurted out to everybody that you go to the bathroom a lot. She took that she took that personally because, you know, she thinks that maybe he feels she's an inconvenience. Okay. She's also feeling like Lion is ruining the whole trip because he is yelling and screaming at everybody and Otter didn't even care that she packed an extra jacket for him. He never even said thank you and she wants to just throw the cookies in the trash. Hope, hopefully Otter will see them and wonder why she threw them in the trash and they'll start a conversation about it and maybe he'll apologize, right? I could go on and on and on and on about how the rest of their evening went, about, you know, all of these things, okay? You get it. You know who is who. You are looking at this story and going, oh my gosh, that lion, that's Joe. Oh my gosh, the otter, that's Sarah. Oh, the last time we went on this retreat, oh my God, Amanda was so needy. Oh my God, she got so hurt. You know what? She even drove off, right? This helps you understand how to work with other 
people. This helps you not only understand yourself and understand which characteristics of yours to rein in so you're not doing them in excess, it also helps you to understand other people's strengths and to not look at their strengths as weaknesses, but to look at them as strengths that they're just doing too much of, okay? This helps you see people in a more positive light because instead of looking at their quote unquote weaknesses, you look at them like strengths. You're just like, well, buddy, doing it a little bit too much. It helps you understand too that they're not behaving that way because they hate you. They're not behaving that way because they have it out for you. They're not behaving that way because they don't like you. They're just behaving that way, thinking and acting that way because it's just who they are, right? Our personalities are our personalities. We don't do them to hurt other people. I mean, sometimes if you are lashing out, it's not actually to hurt the other person intentionally. It's because that's just how you process your feelings. It's because that is what you need emotionally. It's because it's more about you, right, than it is about them. And so when people do that, that's what you need to think about. Because you're being selfish thinking that other people's default personalities exist because of you, <laughs> right? How they choose to exist in that personality and act within that personality somehow has to do with who you are. I love you, but you don't matter that much to other people because other people do what they do irregard irregardless, regardless. No, it's just re regardless, regardless of, <laughs> regardless of who you are or what you do, okay? However, when you are more cognizant of these traits of yours, of these default characteristics of your nature, you are able to find more balance because you know if you're a lion, you know not everyone around you is a lion and they might not perceive your intentions as clearly. So you find more balance, okay? So that your, your intentions are more well understood. You understand I can't be so goal oriented because I'm going to push away the golden retrievers, the otters, the beavers. I have to understand that I, I, I can be goal oriented, but I also have to be a little people oriented. I have to be a little bit more patient with the process, right? Otters need to learn to reign in the playfulness sometimes and be a little bit more serious and be a little bit more goal oriented. They need to learn to have the tough conversations and not run and hide at the first sign of conflict. Golden retrievers need to learn that not everyone does everything to hurt them and that not everything is intentional and personal and that sometimes people do things regardless of how other people operate and that they don't think, quote unquote, think of other people like the golden retrievers do, and they can't take things personally, and they can't react so emotionally because they understand the damage that it causes to those relationships, right? Beaver has to understand that not everybody is as system and process oriented as them, that sometimes you can't have a stick up your butt, and you gotta go with the flow sometimes. They have to be more flexible, right? They have to pivot, they have to change, they have to shift. This is going to help you be a better leader. This is going to help you be a better follower. This is going to help you in your relationships. This is going to help you in your marriage, in your friendships. This is going to help you understand you and understand other people around you. Seriously, like when I said me and my father talk about people in this terms, in these terms, I'm, I'm not lying, right? We'll be talking and we'll be like, yeah, you know, but they're such a, they're such a golden 
It's crazy. Yeah, like that's probably why we we don't click as much because you know like my honor personality tends to like not understand how I offended them and then they have this emotional outburst and they're just so needy. I don't understand why they need me to be present all the time for them because like can't they under right? And I understand too that who the people in my life are. I know who the golden retrievers are in my life. I know who the lions are in my life. And you know how it helps me? It helps me learn how to talk to them, how to problem solve with them, how to work with them, because you're always striving for that balance. You never want to be in one category or the other. You never want to be, you know, um, too mu- doing too much of that one strength you have, because again, what does it do? It becomes your worst quality. And also stop thinking of everybody's worst quality first and foremost and start thinking of it as a cue that that is actually their best quality. They're just doing it too much. It helps you see people in a more positive light. It helps you see you in a more positive light and it helps you work better with people. So guys, this has officially been one of my longest podcasts, but it is so informative and it is so transformative for you, for your business, and for your relationships. I hope you found as much value out of it as I did when I first heard it and how it literally transformed my life. If you got any value from this, I didn't say this in my last podcast, and now I'm remiss for not saying it. If you got value from this podcast, please, as always, screenshot it right now. In fact, do it right this second. There you go. I want you to put it up on Instagram or Facebook. And I want you to tag me at the Courtney Rogers.co, C-O, okay? At the Courtney Rogers.co. Tell me your biggest takeaway. And also, as always, if there's anything else you want to hear on this podcast, please let me know. Tag me so that I can see it. Leave a five-star review. It means the world. It's how we get ranked. It's how we impact more people. It's how we help more people. And I would greatly appreciate it. You guys are my fam. I love you so much. Until next time, peace.